2: Joe, we are live. What's up, Sean Ross that December 7th uh, <laughs> was just nice sitting on the couch. Had my son, you know, falling asleep on my lap. Everything was cool. He's all cold. I'm thinking, ah, I'm just going to relax a little bit. And my phone blows up. And I start getting these interview requests. Hey, are you available tomorrow at 10 a.m.? Yeah. you available tomorrow at 10.30 a.m.? you yeah. you you available in about three minutes, Joe. <laughs> all right, that's the one I got for you. And I was like, I think I know what this is about. In the meantime, yeah, I was doing some research. Uh, for those that don't know, George St. Pierre has vacated his title, uh, vacated the middleweight championship. First person in UFC history to vacate two titles, one at welterweight, one at middleweight, uh, obviously with this um, ulcerary colitis situation. So uh, sad news for Canadians and for all the mixed martial arts, Sean.
0: Yeah, and the first comment we get on the live chat is from Vinny Fernando, who says, "I mean, we all kind of saw this coming before he even fought G- Bisping, correct?" Yeah, many did, but I'll tell you, when I really saw it coming, is when he said, "I'll have news within the next two weeks about what will happen to the title." Then you know, then you know with GSP because if he's going to fight, he says he he's going to fight. What this means for his UFC future, though, I, I question and. He came back, he got the money fight, he got a championship, and by all indications, it looks like the pay-per-view numbers are in the eight hundred thousands. I think that's an awesome number for him being off for four years facing Michael, Michael Bisping. I think that's a great pay-per-view number. UFC and GSP both make a ton of money off of that. And now, who knows where he'll go or even if he'll fight again based on the situation that he's battling right now, Joe.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like he's young um I'll, I'll tell you this i've been going back and forth forth with him this evening uh, i should say this evening uh, for the past it's 11.05 p.m right now eastern uh half hour or so uh and he's not saying too much uh i just want to make sure his spirits are up and uh had a little bit of a conversation as to what potentially could be next but he's not saying too much um I'm still it's on the left top left of my screen. So if you guys see me looking over, I'm just trying to see if he's going to reply to what my last text was. But um, I, I guess his spirits are somewhat up. But uh, who knows what this means, man? He's, he's not young. He's not 26. He's 36, 37. Um and, and you know we he knows about when I had uh, diverticulitis which was the same thing Brock Lesnar had but Brock's was way worse than mine. Uh, my surgery literally was uh, remove my appendix, fix whatever was wrong with the intestine, hospitalized for one week looking up what George has uh, and what he'll need to do to get better. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is. Don't know if he's going to need any type of surgery. Uh, I know the diet changes are immediate. Uh, In essence, and, and don't laugh, ladies and gentlemen, Sean, you might laugh. I don't know. It's just a matter of Greens and and fiber, man. Greens yeah. and fiber. You got to change up your diet. Gone is all the high protein. Uh, love for steak and meat and stuff like that. You can have that, but man, does your diet have to include a lot of a lot of fiber? I don't know if you guys have. Uh, you guys have all brand buds down there. Yeah, we have something yeah. similar to it. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to take all brand buds, and I'm pretty sure George is going to have to do that, uh, especially with what uh, the procedures he's going to have to go through. And I made the mistake of thinking, now I'll have a bowl of all brand buds." Not a good idea. <laughs> Not a good idea. You got to have like a what is it, like a half a cup? Yes. So, but anyways, in, in terms of what George is going to have to go through right now, I feel terrible for the guy, but. Health first before UFC and MMA, man. So uh, we'll, we'll see where he goes from there. But knowing George, he's going to try and get healthy as soon as possible and get back in there. But one thing, I think it was you that posted uh, on Fightful, John Danaher's Instagram post, explaining the problems that George had throughout the camp yes, leading up to this Bisping fight and how everything seems to have gone wrong. Well, lo and behold, it wasn't excuses, it's the truth. Yeah, and
0: the statement that George St. Pierre issued to UFC.com was, quote, my fight at UFC 217 was one of the greatest nights of my life, but now I need to take some time to focus on my health. Out of respect to the athletes and the sport, I don't want to hold up the division. I will be giving up my belt, and once I'm healthy, I look forward to working with the UFC to determine what's next in my career. End quote, by the way. Dana White said last week if GSP didn't defend this title, he'd be pissed. I think this kind of changes things because colitis isn't something you can really help. Now, granted, Brock Lesnar defended his championship with diverticulitis, but the difference is he didn't really know. (laughs) Like, for so long, Brock Lesnar didn't know what was going on. Brock Lesnar is also a machine, and sometimes the machine that you drive will still operate with that check engine light on. It's not the best idea. But sometimes that machine will still get you from A to B. And in the cases of Brock Lesnar, George St. Pierre, they're still talented enough to get that done. But ultimately, you gotta you got to take care of your body, and that's what GSP is doing right now. And I don't blame him. The irony of this is, Joe, <laughs> like the, Robert Whitaker has been promoted to undisputed champion. Good move. The man deserves it. You know, when people say, oh, well, he was the real champion – I don't think he was the real champion. Michael Bisping did win that championship. He won it fair and square from Luke Rockhold. The defense against Dan Henderson, that was questionable. Being booked in a fight against GSP, also questionable. But GSP did win that championship. GSP was the real champion. However, who do I think the best 185-pounder was? Robert Whitaker, without a doubt. I thought Robert Whitaker was the best. Does that mean that GSP is a fake champion? No, I don't agree with that at all. So uh, I I think that it almost all works itself out. Now you got Whitaker and Rockhold. It's like it's like one of the, it's like that season of Dallas where they wake up and the whole thing was a dream. It's like the last two
2: <laughs> years has just been a dream in the welterweight division. Um, uh, well, middleweight, but yeah. Um... Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. But let's go let's rewind one second, Sean. Uh let's go back to Dana White. Dana White said he would be pissed yes. if George St. Pierre did not defend the title. And let's be honest, Dana Wright had had every right to come out with that statement and say, Man, if this guy doesn't defend the title, this is BS. Because rightfully so, George St. Pierre being the middleweight champion of the world, uh, would have to defend that title against Robert Whitaker. That was the fight. That was in the terms of the contract. That's Dana White, Dana White as the promoter and as us fans and, and media pundits or whatever, that was the fight that was supposed to happen. Now, like you said, uh, things have changed a little bit. George St. Pierre uh, relinquishes the title due to health concerns. Now, how about some, I guess, credit to George St. Pierre uh, partially to say, you know what, this is not a guy that wants to hold up with the division. He knows that, you know what, I can't do this. It's not right. I don't know how long I'm going to be out for. Uh, I can't but here's here's the title doc i'm not the champion we all know whitaker's now the champion um unlike other folks like conor mcgregor uh, and other people that are out for so long and the ufc says okay interim belt interim belt so it was a good idea they made that interim championship with robert whitaker but good on george st pierre in my opinion uh and and guys don't don't give me the whole canadian bias thing and blah blah, blah but good on george for saying you know what i'm not holding up this division man here's your belt whitaker's a champ when i'm healthy we we will determine exactly what needs to be done if I'm even going to come back or you know what can I get a pedal you know he he he's one of those guys that will will always be you know what's right for the u f c what's right for himself what's right for his pocketbook um and he's not one of those guys that's got this massive ego he's never had an ego, so uh, I think he should be commended for doing this
0: yeah i I like that he did it uh, I like that i the way that he has vacated both championships thumbs up to him. He refused to hold up the division either time. Uh, now, I think a lot of people held contempt for him because of the way that that Johnny Hendricks fight went. A lot of people thought that Hendricks won that fight. Nobody thought that he that Michael Bisping beat him because it was completely objective who won that fight. Robert Whitaker was, UFC was already in a spot where they could just promote a guy, champion, and nobody, I, I don't know if anybody is looking at Robert Whitaker and saying fake champion. Like and how often do these interim champions have to battle that stigma, Joe? It's frequent. It's often. Good, yeah, you're bang on. Yeah, for sure. But in this instance, I don't know that, that that's a situation that that's happening. Like that's not. I don't see a lot of people doing that. Conor McGregor waited a year, then va- then was forced to vacate the featherweight championship. Who knows what he's going to do with the the lightweight championship. You know, this This could be the only – this might be one of the only fights that brings Conor McGregor back to compete in MMA, this one, because now Tony Ferguson's having elbow surgery. Now Conor McGregor can say, GSP, how bad is that colitis?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, this is something you and I talked about before. So Tony Ferguson goes in for elbow surgery. Um, do you know if it's to remove the, the bone spurs? I, I think so, but I'm still – like I'm, It's been a
0: wild day. Got to check in on it.
2: I'll see if I can get a hold of uh, Mark Munoz, uh, who had to go through that as well to see what uh, what his recovery was like. Um, but if, if that's the case, and he's out for a little bit, it goes right back to this Habib Nurmagomedov uh barbosa fight to see if... Bar- if if Nurmagomedov can actually defeat Barbosa and get that title shot versus Conor McGregor, because I don't know if Conor McGregor is going to want to wait for George St-Pierre, although Connor's in a bit of trouble, we still got to see uh, if if Sean Rossap or yours truly is correct, uh, if the commissions going to throw the book uh, at Conor McGregor yeah. for what he did in Ireland. Uh, Sean says no, I say who knows, um, but yeah, that that division right there is a bit of a mess right there. I mean, he's not defending that title against Pauly Malignaggi, Let's be honest for a second. That uh, is true.
0: Uh, somebody yeah. asked who's next for Whitaker. It's Rockhold
2: at two twenty-one. It looks like, yeah, Luke Rockhold. Um, weird because I uh, I don't know if the article was posted. I sent uh, to Fightful earlier today, but oh, they're getting like a triple George. or quadruple, quintuple dose of you this weekend. Like between fun
0: bets <laughs> and like there was an article uh, an article last week that I didn't want lost in the shuffle, so I moved it to this week. And then you've got two this week. Then
2: I gotta match. change the one I sent today, then, because I was talking about all the different champions and what's next. So, oops, oh, yeah, that needs to be changed. Thanks, George. Damn, damn. <laughs> I should give him shit right now. My text, jerk. All
0: good, all good. Somebody says, "Let's be honest." GSP was scared Nick Diaz was coming for him. Nick
2: Diaz ain't coming for anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, George is petrified of Nick Diaz. Tell you right now, yeah. guaranteed. No. <laughs> So, Although he'd also, love that fight we, again. They would both love that fight again.
0: While we're here, we might as well talk a little bit about uh, the reports that Ngannou versus Miochik might be happening next month, Joe. On the same card, though, as, as uh, Cormier and Uzumir? Well, and the, the thing is, if you don't do it next month, you pretty much got to wait until March because they're not going to put that fight on in Australia.
2: No. No. So no. It's well, what January a sick card that would be.
0: Yeah, but, man... Miochik and, and Ganu, along with Ozdemir and Cormier. Now, there is no support system for that show. Like, like, you look at a lot of the shows that are coming up, like 219, 218, things like uh, 218 that just happened. There's a real good support system for the main events there. There's not a real good support system for a show that's happening next month. So, they've got to announce some stuff. And I hope it's it's good stuff. Like, I hope we get, like... Maybe they'll throw Cerrone on the show. That's a good way to add like to any card. But maybe with him moving to 155, that that's not going
2: happen as quickly but I can't believe he's doing that I mean I understand why because the guys are bigger at 170 and you know that they hit much harder than the guys at 155 but Cerrone's speed is starting to to diminish that can be really dangerous for him man we're going to start talking about Cerrone I think very very soon if he keeps getting knocked out the way he is the way Till knocked him out we're going to be talking about Cerrone hanging up the glove
0: yeah, but I think we're going to be talking about Till knocking a lot of people out like that too. And in the lead up to that fight, I, the way that Till talked, I was like, is he trying to convince us, or is he trying to convince himself? He he was trying to convince us, and that fight did it. Like I, I'm a believer in Darren Till now. But did Darren get Colby Covington? Is that confirmed? It's it's on and off. Like they they wanted to make it, and That's I don't know so- if it it is yet. But I love it. I love that fight. Oh, that'd be so fantastic. That would be a good fight because. Like I think about a month ago, they they had tried to put that on, and like there's a, I don't remember a time in the UFC where so many prospects, or not not necessarily prospects, but there's so much promise just emerging, with guys like Francis Ngannou, Colby Covington, Darren Teal. There are a lot of those names. Kamara Usman. There are people who are
2: read my article on Fightful, guys. It's there yeah. yeah, it's coming Sean's up too. Bang,
0: Sean's bang on, man. Even even like in a loss, Justin Gaith G, like just new names that are emerging and really sticking around and that's good stuff. I did a UFC rankings video, by the way, guys, taking a look at the new rankings because they, they released the straw weight rankings or the flyweight rankings. And boy, is it's something and it's gonna change a lot next week because a lot of people are gonna be moving in and out. But I'm gonna start doing those whenever they re- release uh UFC rankings and there's there's major changes. Also, guys, wrestling fans. Um, up on the site right now is the first ever Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I have a ton of exclusives that I didn't even drop. Some MMA, some are MMA-related uh, that are up there, so check that out. It's probably going to be every Thursday or Friday. Yeah, GSP vacating the middleweight championship, and I don't think he did any harm to the UFC. In doing so, he came in there, he made money for himself and Bisping. He put on an all-time great performance and fight, uh, sold a lot of pay-per-views, got a lot of eyes back on the show in Canada. I don't, I, I don't think any harm was done in this situation. Robert Whitaker was hurt, so you, you can't say that it held up anything. He comes in, takes his spot, wipes Michael Bisping clean from the situation, and now... Here's here's Whitaker. Now, here's the horror story that we face. Luke Rockhold possibly getting hurt a couple weeks before the fight, and Michael Bisping stepping in again and somehow beating Robert Whitaker
1: <laughs>
0: on
2: short uh, notice. Let me explain one thing to you. Okay. <laughs> if that was to take place, there better be a trophy of instant Hall of Fame for Michael oh, yeah. Bisping. Oh yeah. Instant UFC Hall of Fame. Just, that story was the for some way that, that Hollywood script you just you know conjured up there. Hall of Fame for Michael Bisping. Because that would way. be the most epic story.
0: This is the way this ever. stuff always seems to play out, right? Like something something like that just always seems to happen in this division. Or in the lightweight division, like things just fall certain ways to make the most comical situation. Wow. Wow. So anything else you got to add, Joe?
2: Uh nothing from uh Mr. St. Pierre just yet although you know if i can put my uh take it off my media hat and put it on my friend hat i'm i'm sort of weirdly glad that this took place cuz i really didn't want to see George fight Robert Whitaker. Uh you know i didn't want him to fight in general i didn't want him to fight Bisping cuz Bisping was so much bigger but Robert Whitaker is just a bad man, He's just a bad bad man. Yeah. George would have his hands full there man. If you were to guess what's next for GSP besides a layoff?
0: Fighting or retirement? And if he does fight, who do you think he fights?
2: Uh, I would say I think he wants to fight. I would say that the welterweight division is what he's probably going to keep a very close eye on, Um, and the other eye will be paying attention to Conor McGregor. When you say
0: Conor McGregor, do you think that that would be at 165, 170, or do you think that he would try to make the weight and get that third championship like he has
2: openly stated that he wants to do? I think if anything, uh, they'll, they'll, they're going to do so. I think as, as he heals here from whatever uh, – if he needs surgery, if he needs anything here because the issue was, was – okay, the issue – the root of the issue is, is what they're going to have to try and find out because this was something that stemmed from him trying to gain weight scientifically yep. based on nutritional advice and, and different um, um, guys that were helping him work out and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. It didn't work out for him. So maybe his body is is naturally at this weight and he can cut down. Now, can he cut down to 155? Faraz said he could, told me he could. Uh, George has never said he could to me. Uh, but Frost us he could uh, and others. So if he can go down to 155 pounds, fight Conor McGregor, he would probably take that bet because it's a no lose situation for him with a massive upside to be the first ever champion in three different divisions. Pfft, it's pretty huge. If you ask me.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, I, I get the feeling that due to his medical issues, the type of diet that he's going to be facing would be one that would kind of promote his mindset and and his desire to maybe compete at a much lower weight class. Because as you said, a lot of that red meat, a lot of that high protein is probably going out the window. So that, and given, given him, who knows how that weight will, will it fall off. Will it be more of a challenge to come off? Like it's, it's a little, it's, it's very interesting. I hope that we haven't seen the last of GSP in the cage. If we have seen the last of GSP in the cage, I don't know how much better you can write it than what happened with him. Just winning that fight in such a battle, such a great fight, such a great moment, capturing that championship. And all throughout that week, you just saw him in the cage, taking it in like it, like it was a dream. Because it seems like over the last four four years, it became his dream again. He went from being like put <laughs> off by things to... You see him in that cage, and you know that he missed it, and he wanted to be there, and he was just taking it all in. It was very, very cool to see an all-time great like that be so humbled by the situation, and be so humbled by his surroundings, and be just—he, you could tell by the look in his eye, by the by the look in his body—that he understood the gravity of everything around him, and that it that it was something special for him. And that's not always something you get to see. A lot of these guys, some of them, for better or for worse, they act. You, They always say, act like you've been there before. He almost acted like he hadn't been there before, and I thought there was a, a certain level of charm to that because we knew not only had he been there before, he had been there as many times as anybody else.
2: Yeah, I think you're bang on. I, I, I still find it weird every time George says that that was the greatest, one of the greatest nights of his life because I, I – I, I think he said it or he means it in a manner where there's a lot of pressure on himself. He put a lot of pressure on himself moving up to 185 pounds and and trying to convince himself that he could do it. And I'm sure there were tons of doubts in his mind. Obviously, he's human. People don't think that these fighters are ever human. Uh, I would think the greatest was when he defeated Matt Hughes for the title. And perhaps the second greatest moment ever for him was UFC 83, getting the belt back from Matt Serra in Montreal. First event like that in in Canada. Uh, maybe this could be third, but according not according to George, this is number one. So, you know, kudos to him. And 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 yeah, yeah something you need to, you know, it, it, there's so many different sayings you could say, Sean, about you know, absence uh, makes the heart grow fonder. You know, he was gone. He was gone for a while, and he missed it. Came back and and fell in love with it all over again, and only to get. This situation. So I I don't know if that's the end of George just yet, but he's not younger. He's not young. So we'll see what has to happen here. So I'll be honest.
0: I love the landscape of MMA right now. There are a lot of really, really promising fighters, and there are a lot of fighters that are promising that understand the importance of marketability. GSP was one of those special guys who didn't, he was just the exception of so many rules. And he gained such a, such a following without necess- – like he had an it factor without having an it factor. Like he was just GSP. He wasn't talking trash. He was just really goddamn good at what he did. And people wanted to watch him because of that. So I hope that we get to see him again. Uh, Joe, anything else to add? We do have UFC Fresno coverage. We'll do a wrap-up, either myself or me and you. Sunday after the show, instead of uh, Saturday night, we have Invicta coverage tomorrow night. Sarah Kaufman signed with Invicta. She'll be debuting uh, in 2018,
2: but uh, anything else you have? Yeah. Pro Gonzalez actually signs uh, there as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Paying, paying close attention. Um, Uh, There's a few things happening in the world of the UFC that I'm kind of paying close attention to. So we'll see what happens. Uh, And perhaps Sunday, uh, I'll have my son join us uh, on the podcast, depending on what time you're available. But uh, you know he's going to be, Daddy, 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 Hmm. Daddy. I wish Jimmy Van would fly you to Toronto uh, on Sunday. He can come bowling with us because my son (laughs) wants a bowling party. He and, and about, I don't know, 15, seven-year-olds bowling. Imagine what my Sunday afternoon is going to be like. Woo, I got this wrist problem. I, I'm pretty sure I
0: got bone on bone and the tendon yeah. in between every time I I do regular curls. You know, you, your muscles swell and stuff, and it pinches in between there. It does that when I go bowling, too, because it affects the muscles and the wrist. So I can't go bowling
2: now. Hot damn. Oh, you know what? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because you Americans mocked me in Japan. Oh, Yeah do you guys have five pin bowling down there what in the blue hell is five pin bowling Jesus. i don't have the live chat up here i'm hoping there's canadians that are on there right now do you know that there's five pin bowling and regular bowling which is 10 pin bowling well for me to do any good i need more like 20 pin bowling so five pin bowling is is so you have the the the, the larger ball where you put your fingers in for the, for 10 pin bowling Five pin bowling—it's almost like a shot put, bigger than a shot put, and there's only five pins, and it's sick. It's harder than than regular bowling. That sounds fun. And I got like a
0: thing that you do outdoors. I think I see people play that outdoors.
2: No, no, that's that's Mm -hmm. lawn bowling. That's completely different. It's legit. I will take pictures for you. I'll take pictures for you.
0: There, I didn't know there were all these new rule sets for bowling. Hot diggity damn! (laughs) (laughs) All right,
2: guys. But that's all for me, brother
0: thumbs us up, subscribe, check out that Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I'm telling you it has a bunch of cool stuff that uh I you know I can't I just can't make into a story. Like I can't tell you in a story, a regular 500-word story that Matt Hardy and Vince McMahon told Anthem to screw off. But I can tell you in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Go check that out, guys. Follow Joe at Showdown Joe. Follow me at Sean Ross Follow us at Fightful Online. Thank you guys so much for tuning in after 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We'll have this up on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working